0: Welcome to the Wodesman Podcast, a show discussing all things camping, bushcraft, and outdoor adventure.
1: I say, old oh, chaps, fancy that! What an absolute splendid transmission there! Well. Wow. Big shout out from the Steak Detective, and all there is to say is my favourite parallel is Highway Grapefruit by Magic Rock Brewery. You see, so um, maybe I should bring some along one day, and we'll check it out together. I could almost see Jerry hiding in the woods in those bushes, smelling that beautiful brisket. What a group of fine fellows, indeed. Anyway, be cautious, mums at work wars have ears, and all that jazz. Peace and love from the Steak Detective. Tally ho! So we just heard from the state detective and that was Steve, um, a massive thank you to him actually. He was replying to our question, what is your favourite brewery and should they sponsor us? Which was a really good question by you Tom. Uh, absolutely loved that. So um, that was a really cool transmission, it made me smile so
0: much. I mean literally the Jerry's just running for the hills <laughs> yeah.
1: listening to that. Absolutely. Um, what a guy. So good. Uh, I, I just love it. Um, the music, everything was perfect and uh, really good service from uh, such a good chap i'm i'm really happy that you're enjoying the podcast and thank you so much for your your message look forward to sharing that brew with you absolutely that'd be lovely yeah i haven't i haven't had magic rock brew no. i don't think
0: uh actually i think i've had it once yeah it might, was really good i'm not i'm not sure right. i have
1: i might have so um yeah we'll have to book up that for a, a really cool meet and it would be really awesome to hear about jerky we're both into that kind of stuff yeah. me massively um i do a little bit of dabbling my hand in it we did some in the woods didn't we Etch we John? did
0: yeah we filmed a little video of us making it on a traditional tripod we wrapped goat hides around a, the first episode of Woodsman. it was that was that was where we did it yeah it was where this all started <laughs> the inception <laughs> wasn't actually planned was it we were just like you know what let's just see if we can record an episode <laughs> yeah we were like we've got a,
1: a good enough microphone on the phone um let's go ahead <laughs> mm. so that is uh Yeah, kind of the inception of it. So um, yeah, we'd love to have that, Steve. Um, But on to, I guess, today's episode. We're here in the woods today, um,
0: again, by a nice campfire, which is really good. We are, yeah, we got a nice small fire and we're actually sitting close. We haven't got a big long fire today. We've just gone for a small little campfire style. We've got some oak logs that we've uh, gathered and, and they are just slowly burning away to make a nice bed of embers. And what we're doing today is we've actually got some lovely butcher steaks and we're gonna do caveman steaks on the coals. So we're getting some nice hardwood embers going for that. We're just gonna chuck the steaks straight on there, flick off any coals that stick to it at the end and have a really traditional bushcrafty meal. Oh yes, yeah, there's some
1: good looking steaks.
0: <laughs> they're really juicy, they're, look, they're look, looking big. We forgot actually to unthaw them, didn't we? Cause I froze them so they wouldn't go off um while we were out because we're out for a while
1: yeah so we're just leaving them on your tjm kind of fire anchor which is an awesome it's like a metal spike in the ground and it's got a kind of um, friction gripped um like kind of arm on it so uh, it spirals around the the stake that's in the ground and as pressure is put onto it it leans to a point where it can't slip down any further so it's fully adjustable Um, and we've just got it on that and it's thawing away
0: like tom said which yeah. is really awesome nice bit of traditional gear that nice blacksmith made um quite frontier era style
1: yeah i really like them
0: really cool we yeah. both got one i got mine because i saw yours liam and, and liked it so much well it's funny because we were on the
1: way back from a camp one time and you said about um these squirrel cookers and it was um one of these things it was something that i'd uh, literally had in my basket for ages as well so um yeah both both have one and thoroughly enjoy it um, but we've been having a few kind of snacks
0: today. Um, a few, oh, just had one beer. And this was actually Tom's homebrew beer. So that's going to be my pick, actually, for the, for the beer that I, uh, I, I favour. Yeah, so you're and... going to sponsor us? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> I only have six bottles left. Um, so I've been getting into a little bit of micro-brewing at home with my partner. And yeah, me and Emma have made this uh, ET brew home Beer, et, brew home
1: <laughs> It's amazing <laughs> stuff. Really, really tastes so good, and the fizz in it is great. In these lovely glass bottles with the kind of um, stopper top. Yeah, stopper top. Absolutely beautiful. I'm yeah. Well, the, the nice mine. thing
0: is, is, is we were able to sort of fine tune the hops in it. So it's got like Simcoe hops. It's got Citra hops. It's got a couple of other nice things in there, and then the we, honey. We've used well. a really fancy local honey it's mm. actually cut comb honey um so it had the comb in it
1: but it really comes
0: through yeah yeah you can really taste the sweetness in it so that's just to set the scene of what what brew we've got today we've got my home brew yep we've got a few others
1: with us i've, I've got some um beaver town gamma rays um and also a buxton brewery um can't remember what one i've got of the buxton i can't uh, either but it's an absolute drop, so um, looking forward to that one. Buxton's a really good brewery, actually. I really like them. Uh, good artwork on their cans, definitely. Um, but yeah, like Tom said, just setting this kind of the scene of where we are. Um, we've also had a really awesome, nice snack this evening. It was a really good reward after our project today. Um, Absolutely. And that was some jerky from the Steak Detective, who, of course, you heard at the beginning of the podcast, and along with the the kind of ration pack that i ordered i ordered two different jerkies and a squadron leader sauce um, a few stickers and a a little patch just to help and support him Um, but yeah he also gave us a a free biltong which is absolutely amazing Um, really really grateful for that and it came with a really nice letter didn't it tom absolutely Um,
0: i think we should read it yeah it it made my day (laughs) yeah it's
1: so good do you want to read it go for it yeah Yeah, Yeah, if
0: i can remember how to read (laughs) urgent telegram ministry of beef 1943 i say liam old chap thanks for the supporting the war effort terribly sporting of you and most appreciated i'm very much enjoying the Wodesman podcast transmissions simply splendid i hope you enjoy the rations old chap when you're behind enemy lines and all in the name of old blighty Mustache, 109 spotted over the channel. Got to get our boys in the air, you see, and back in time for tea. Enjoy, tally-ho, stay safe old chap. Steve, the steak detective, made in blighty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely amazing letter. Um, yeah, really, really cool. I just love the whole ethos of his company. Yeah. I
0: love the sort of, um, yeah, the, the 1940s sort of style and uh, it's, it's brilliant. And
1: to top it off, that jerky was amazing. Um, the we had the pineapple barbecue crusher flavor it was really really good the whole pack's gone
0: um, H- highly recommend it i just demolished it yes
1: <laughs> instantly demolished um so yeah really go check them out um and yeah enjoy some of the nice flavors that they do we've got a one of their sauces squadron leader tomorrow so i'm um, looking forward to that as well um but Tom, do you want to kind of set the scene even further and explain where we are and what we're doing? Because Absolutely. We've been um, doing some quite cool things today, haven't we?
0: Yeah, no, so from, from our little intro, it probably sounds like we are just sat here taste testing my home brews and, and eating beef jerky. Actually, we have been busting our butts today, haven't <laughs> oh, we? <yes>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's been a really full-on day. We've uh, trials, tribulations, and a lot of hard work.
0: Yep um absolutely so we decided that we would come out and test ourselves a bit so we have done a natural shelter yep two two natural shelters yep. so one each um, two nice lean twos uh debris shelters fully waterproofed with uh with leaves
1: yep good really
0: th- really, really thick. thick layer um and yeah made super sturdy so we, we actually dragged all the, the, the limbs out of a pine woodland yep. because we wanted to have a nice clay base for our fire and we found a really nice spot in the hardwood forest.
1: Yeah, loads of oak which has given us all the oak leaf litter and beech, hazel, all those hardwood leaf litter to then cover over our shelters with
0: exactly and we wanted to do some some campfire cooking we knew we wanted hardwood so we we decided to prioritize our positioning in the hardwood forest for the leaves and the hardwood for firewood and then bring out the long straight poles from the pine and spruce and birch woodland that's just behind us
1: yeah and we got a really good mix haven't we, we it was a a lot of hard work dragging them because it's it's quite a fair old distance and you know you don't just go and find all of your poles in one square meter, it's no. they're spread out metres and metres, hundreds of metres away yeah. from each other. Well we
0: deliberately didn't demolish an area. We 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 got poles from different spots in the wood so that not the wood's whole supply of deadfall hasn't just been taken from one area. We've got we've got logs from different spots. We coppiced some hazel um, to make some nice wires to, to prop up the ridge pole and some some green hazel we've coppiced as well for the ridge yep and talking about
1: ridges actually we, we had a, a valuable lesson today which um, we're both obviously aware of but it really came into its, in into its own um, so we, we've got our shelters like Thomas said we've got two ridge poles meeting together at one end um, going off of a really nice big thick based tree that's got a nice natural fork in it and one of the ridge poles, in fact, the wood was uh, dead. So rather than it being green timber, when it took all of the weight of the leaves, we basically have finished both shelters. And one of the ridge poles kind of snapped only at one end and it dropped down, um, taking all the poles and the leaf litter with it. Um, luckily, we had to kind of uh, <laughs> get up and go to get it fixed but it was a valuable lesson wasn't it? It was an
0: absolute valuable lesson and uh, it was quite ironic really because I was just like yay at least it only took down one of the shelters but then (laughs) the end caught my shelter and knocked mine over as well didn't it? Yeah yeah it was a a little bit of a
1: a catastrophe but we luckily obviously had all the materials there so it was only one ridge pole, one new ridge pole out of green timber yeah and we were kind of away and we we and didn't we, let it get to us did no it?
0: we learned valuable lessons so what we what we did is we, we went for thicker ridge poles yep um i mean we knew that we just cut a corner we were like one less green tree to cut down yeah but actually you need the strength up there. You don't want this thing collapsing on you in the night. That and was we, our
1: main thought, though, wasn't it? It
0: was n- not to, to try and cut as minimal green timber as we could. That was it. And actually, what we've come to the conclusion of, thick green timber for your ridge pole is pretty much essential. Yeah. Um, or, or if you are going to use hardwood, a uh, seasoned wood, make sure it's really strong. Yeah, or um, it has, you know, multiple supports. That's it. And we, we would have done, like... We always were planning on doing a strength test before we got in it to sleep anyway. Yes. So it would have failed when we did that. Um, (laughs) We just should have tested the, the strength of that ridge pole before we built. Yeah. And that was the lesson that we've learned. We've learned to go thicker and stronger and greener on the ridge pole and to test the strength of it with our body weight beforehand yeah now i've built multiple shelters i've helped people by sh- uh, build shelters on courses yeah um i've seen shelters collapse yeah, for the likewise. same reason and yet for some reason today in my head it didn't click and it just goes to show that you can't cut corners with this stuff
1: yeah no absolutely and i think it was um you know actually a, a really good kind of scenario to be in because it put us in a in a pretty much a survival situation on a small scale because yes. we don't actually have other methods of shelter. Um, we do have a poncho and one emergency tarp which was kind of a failsafe for our kind of technical gear so our recording equipment, our video cameras, batteries, all of that kind of stuff, and we thought we'd have that tucked in a corner. Yep. So if it really came in heavy, at least our electronic gear would be dry and we could run the test of our shelters. But you know, when those ridge poles snapped or my, my ridge pole snapped and Tom's then got knocked and everything kind of fell down, it was this point of it's gonna get dark in an hour. Yep. And we also need to get fire going we need to be sure that we're going to be dry tonight if it does rain that's it um and we didn't let it phase us we could have easily no. given up yeah gone e- home easily could have got annoyed at each other and or you could have got annoyed at me i could have got annoyed about at the shelter and started just going <laughs> off having a rant <laughs> yeah exactly actually, um,
0: neither of us even swore like that's testament to how we kept it together. Like We looked at it and we looked at each other and we were like, well, at least neither of us were we in it at the time. I think we laughed. We did laugh um. and we're <laughs> laughing about it now. I took a photo of it and, and I, I just, I, it's making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's a learning experience and it goes back to what we were talking about with Joe Price. And actually, you're not doing it right if you're not failing because you're not trying things and you're not testing yourself. Yeah because actually we've learned so much more from this experience
1: yep 100 from,
0: from the fact that actually we now realize the calorific expenditure needed for these shelters and oh, then having to having to really do it as, again do it again <laughs> from scratch really showed the value of actually carrying a tarp and also the fact that as you said, Liam, it was basically... It wasn't a survival situation. Like, no. We had the emergency tarp because we'd foreplanned, okay, you never know with this kind of thing. We didn't want our cameras to all get ruined, so we brought a tarp just for our camera gear, but in an emergency, if one of us, like, twisted an ankle or something, we would have had a shelter as an emergency in that, in that scenario. But we had an hour, just over an hour, till it was going to get dark. We had our shelters that we had to completely rebuild. We had to waterproof them. Yep. And we uh, had a bow drill set, and that was our method for lighting fire.
1: Yep, that's it. So it was really, you know, touch and go on that, wasn't it? It
0: but, was, and we had spent so much energy that I had cramp in my leg yep. uh, and arms from, from all of the heavy lifting.
1: Yeah, we carried a lot today. We've a, done a, a lot, lot of, of work. A lot of work, and like... Even the leaf litter. There's a lot of leaf litter that go. It's not just... You scrape up a, a, a few square meter area, it's you've cleared a patch of woodland around you, like a big yeah. radius of leaf litter, That's because it. it takes a lot to make these things watertight. And, um, you know, there's like Tom said, there's a lot of calorific expenditure, which, especially when you've got to do it twice, can really build up. But it, it brings some kind of um confidence in each other as well, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, we we relied on each other, picked each other up. And also, we did a tandem bow drill to minimise the the sort of extra calories that we were burning. We we did it as a team.
1: Yeah, and we got it going really well, That's really it. quickly. So it it shows that teamwork and kind of morale and lifting each other up is one of the big parts in bushcraft as well. When you're working as a as a pair or you're going out as a pair, is to work as that pair.
0: That's it. And and from that from that initial failure, we've actually like we're really like best mates anyway but we've grown even stronger because actually normally things do go quite well when we're out together yeah because we we practice we things
1: experience and a lot of failure and and that's in in that respect um although things obviously go wrong and we have little mistakes something like that's a good experience to learn with something uh, with someone you know yeah
0: you never know how the other person's going to take it until it happens and actually we both dealt with it well we picked each other up in words of encouragement and we had a, a drink break we had a chocolate digestive from our sort of snack ration bag that's it and got a bit of blood sugar going and then we heads down we sort of didn't really even talk did we for, for 45 minutes
1: no just the occasional oh uh, do you want this pole do you need there? a hand yeah, yeah. D- do you need a hand with that or oh um don't forget this bit's here or whatever you know, yeah and then we just here. heads
0: down and we just got them done and we finished them at the same time and i think actually we made better shelters as a result because yeah. actually we both changed the angle slightly yeah so they would the water would run off better now um, we got a slightly larger overhang above us so we've got slightly more coverage this time we've got stronger ridge poles and we bothered to collect a whole load more leaves so actually they're way more waterproof than our first shelters were anyway
1: yeah 100 percent and although that might not be reflected in either of our youtube videos because you know, our cameras weren't recording at this time. We were really just heads down, knuckle down. Let's get it going. You'll um, you'll likely see maybe a change in ridge pool and stuff. And um, you know, it's not something we're trying to hide. We just had very limited time to get it done, yeah. and we didn't need the extra stress of then building the exact same shelter no. so filming it twice and then you know when you're editing that yeah. you you wouldn't want to just replay the same that's it almost we, foot, almost identical footage
0: what we've done is we just we filmed the initial shelter building when we were chucking um the, the sticks on and the leaves and things then the calamity happened and we stopped filming till we'd rebuilt our shelters and then we picked up when we started our fire lighting um and the shelters are complete in the background so yeah. Uh, this just gives people an insight behind the scenes, if, if as it were it gives people an extra reason to tune in to the podcast if they've already watched that video
1: yeah, absolutely um, that little kind of uh, you get to see, like Tom said behind the scenes you get to hear us chat normally while we're out on e- on episode filming sessions as well um, and I'm so proud of what we've done today Tom, me too honestly. I think
0: a real sense of achievement and actually, also it's quite good to, to come on and admit that actually things don't always go smoothly.
1: Yeah, no, they do. And don't. <laughs> how
0: to pick yourself up in that situation. Because I think, actually, yeah, it's so easy. Like, if you're filming, you can't film it all the time, things get missed out. But actually, when you're just having a conversation with a friend, it's nice to be honest and actually be like, yeah, you know what, I, I made a mistake there. We've learned from it. Yeah, 100%. We'll get better.
1: And, you know, on on my kind of trip to go collect. Um, the Y that I then used for the end ridge, because I changed the y. Um, I, I had a look back at the the end of the tree that I'd cut for my original ridge ridgepole, and even though it had, it looked like it had buds on there. It was just uh, it was it was literally just the ends of the sticks. So when it was up really tall, because it was standing dead, yeah. Um, I probably just assumed that it was living as yeah. well. So it was a, an easy assumption on my behalf. And at one point at the, at the shelter build, we were put, starting to put leaves on. And I said to Tom, I said, I just have this feeling that this thing like, is gonna, gonna snap. snap. I was just like, I don't know why, but I was just like, I'm pretty sure it's dead. And I gave it a tap and I was just like, oh. I was just like, you don't want this to snap. But alas, it came back to bite us. But like Tom said, we would have stress tested that, but we wouldn't have wanted that to happen at night if that had happened while I was sleeping, that would have been a whole nother level of trouble. That that, would have been a survival situation.
0: That would have been me digging you out of, from under your shelter, making sure you were safe. And that's
1: a lot of weight, you know. It's
0: a lot of weight. You you would definitely be injured under there. Yeah, Yeah. and it wouldn't be
1: good, you know, completely unaware while you sleep. Tom's not sure what state I'm in underneath. I would have maybe woken up, maybe not woken up, and be scrambling around with logs over me. And it's something why you want to make sure Um, You do these things properly. So uh, another reason why it's another valuable lesson
0: So Uh, yeah, we were planning on stress testing it. We just yeah, we we should have done it first Yeah, and actually we've tested both of our new shelters. We've checked the stability. We've added extra wise To make it even more stable.
1: Yeah, and it's feeling like home really feeling like home.
0: It's a real comfy setup the leaves are keeping the heat in We've got a little cooking fire just in front of us and actually it's so warm in here.
1: Yeah, because we were planning to do a kind of long fire between. Um, and actually with this little fire on the go, we've already found or concluded with the current temperatures, there's really no need.
0: No, we both got sleeping bags with the right ratings. So we're not relying on a fire for warmth tonight. It's just while we're up, it's it's nice to have the ambience and the cooking fire going, and and also for when we do our steaks, we need the embers. Yeah. Um, but we like having a fire when we're out. It's it's bushcrafty. <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: But I think shelters is one of the you know big things in bushcraft as well that um, often gets a lot of you know especially on YouTube it can be they can kind of be glorified without the realization of number one just how much work goes into them and number two on the necessity you know let's say like tom said something earlier if he was in a survival situation he's (laughs) he's got his poncho or you know tarp or whatever there's no way you'd be building a shelter no um we're doing it as a test um as a practice to learn and as a learning exercise exactly um but it's uh yeah I think going out and sometimes you can see youtubers doing it in you know a, a massive shelter build in, in a day and
0: uh, you can doesn't... get the wrong picture yeah. of what the reality is can't you? yeah
1: you can and it's not as easy as that um, you know it's hard work <laughs>
0: it is I mean I was wearing a brown t-shirt and we noticed on the drone footage that it had turned a dark purple yeah kind of like maroon just from where you've been sweating just the amount of sweat yeah. uh, and that sounds grim sorry to my listeners um, it the of it, <laughs> but it's the reality we were properly working hard yeah
1: um i had to layer down you know i had multiple layers on and i ended up just in my t-shirt same um and noticed it considerably when we stopped building the shelter yeah. started to come in cold didn't it
0: well, i got to dry my t-shirt out now. I'm drying out my hat as well, because that got really sweaty. Um, and so, yeah, that's just the reality, because if it was a really cold night, you don't want to be going to bed with with sweaty clothes. No. So the reality is that you're going to spend a lot of calories, you're going to get hot, you're going to get sweaty. Your clothes are then going to be less effective.
1: Yeah yeah that's it and your sleeping bag's then going to get damp let's say if you wore that in your sleeping bag which is then going to make that less effective (laughs) it's a whole kind of yeah it's a a
0: spiral effect isn't it so it's about being aware of these things and it's also about giving yourself the experience of doing it yeah yeah 100 because you've done this before haven't you Liam
1: yeah I've done shelters I've um I've stayed in a shelter two nights before in a um actually it might have been I might have done a night before a night in a solo shelter before that but i did a group shelter like a two-man shelter which was really awesome and on a fundamental bushcraft course at woodlaw and yeah that was a really good experience um but again shows how when two people are working on one shelter the work effort is again cut in half me and tom have decided to do two independent shelters that have twinned into one shelter yeah um but in reality the the theory behind them is a solo shelter so yep. there's double the amount of work in what we've done today again um but i love i love the shelters it's such a cool vibe you know sometimes you wake up you've got a leaf litter falling on you yeah i had a slug <laughs> in my
0: face once not as bad as tj I had a slug in his mouth but <laughs> you got i, away. Did, I did have you one on the side of my at,
1: face just at the right time <laughs>
0: yeah so i've done natural shelters before um i've done two days on my elementary bushcraft course with Frontier yep. uh, under the guise of Paul Kirtley under his tutoring um, we made a two-man just like you did um, at Ray's course um, yeah so that was really cool and I shared it with a really cool guy Ed um, and uh, yeah he, he was a para paratrooper and yeah it was really cool spending a couple of, nights, awesome. <laughs> couple of <laughs> nights with a para in a natural shelter that was really awesome yeah, buddy. getting to know him he was right at home i bet (laughs) yes it made a different stuff man seriously um but a super nice down-to-earth guy as well
1: yeah i can imagine
0: um so yeah i did that then and then when i progressed onto the intermediate course uh again with paul um at frontier bushcraft we actually you rely on a natural shelter for a week and you make a group shelter so we made a basically similar to this we made a four walled shelter for four men Yep and we stayed in it for for pretty much a week um so yeah that's that's the experience i've had of staying in shelters but i've also as an assistant a course assistant i've helped clients build shelters so yeah i really should have (laughs) checked those (laughs) ridge poles but um there's no point beating yourself up about about a mistake you just got to get on and and deal with it and and fix it
1: yeah it's an easy mistake to make and uh i had that kind of what's annoying me is I had that kind of thought and uh, I didn't as well just take that decision to just say right I'm actually gonna get a new ridgepole I kind of decided to start piling the leaves on and um, it went from there but an easy mistake to happen and luckily um, we were you know humble enough to kind of say right it is a mistake but we're not going to change the plan let's get going the materials are here now at least we don't have to do the collection side of it we've all the leaves are here all the sticks are here. and it gave us the inspiration
0: for this episode yeah 100% so, making a, a positive out of it um, and yeah I think as well it's it's one of those things that the more you do this stuff the easier it gets and I don't have a woodland near me no, I that done I can use building in years. <laughs> I certainly don't have one where I can build natural shelters and stay in them so no. getting the experience of doing this stuff is really really beneficial Um, I want to be practicing a lot my natural shelters and uh, I have a chance to to practice a bit more in the future um, and try some different designs and and try some different things, maybe some tripods to hold up the ridge pole, things like that. Yeah, 100%. Just just to see different designs, really, and and see what works best and how different ones, like how tiring different shelters are to build.
1: Yeah, because this was actually a kind of uh, inspired design from the Raymere's outdoor handbook um, like kind of survival book and it's kind of I don't know how to explain it Um, so a lean-to with two kind of a frames at each end yeah but we've crossed over into like I said one tree with a y so it's kind of tapering out on a v-shape if you look down on plan Um, but there's so many different types of shelters Um, even me and Tom were saying earlier we were discussing we were, um, and we, we said, if we we're in a real situation, you didn't have a shelter, um, like a tarp with you, uh, a synthetic shelter or a tent or any, any means of protection, you, you'd even look for a tree that had fallen to save you having the stress or the worry of a ridgepole um, or, yep. or the necessity of holding it up at one end. You'd use the environment around you to try and provide you some of the shelter already, wouldn't
0: you? Absolutely, or you could find a crook in a tree that you could then prop a strong ridge pole into and then just have that going down, down to an the angle. to the ground at a, a slope yeah um, and then that would still give you plenty of room we don't need the amount of room we've got in these shelters we've got enough for all of our packs all of our kits and there's enough headroom for probably another pack each
1: yeah, yeah absolutely and it, it's funny because we don't actually have to use the tarp that we packed for the, um, the, the electronics which is funny we've got enough room in these shelters
0: absolutely and we're going to make this thing more primitive tomorrow we've got an auger with us uh so a traditional scotch-eyed auger
1: Yep, that's it my mum got me that for christmas which is really really cool i think it's handmade by someone in um bulgaria i think cool uh, yeah really really cool
0: Yeah, so we're going to use that and we're going to flatten off a couple of logs or something like that with my axe and then we're going to drill um, into the bottom of it with the auger, put in some feet, carve some feet and have like little seats that we're going to make so that we can sit without getting backache (laughs) around the fire.
1: (laughs) If we can find a big enough log we might do a bench if not maybe a few little stools or something. Um, I think it'd be really cool. Uh, It will. will the crafty session.
0: Absolutely. It will add to, to the whole atmosphere of sort of this primitive shelter.
1: And there's something that we can also dismantle and kind of tuck away under a holly bush and know that if we come to a similar kind of spot, we can either pick them up or, you know, if we come to the same spot, we can use them or if not, they can be left there and forgotten about and rot back into the forest as well. That's it. That's it. It's perfect. Really nice wood
0: it is and I, I love natural shelters i just think there's something so it, it I, I don't know it, they just feel awesome to stay in <laughs> yeah it's real real primal proper bushcraft and the
1: fact that we did the fire by bow drill today which is another hard hard task but that's that set worked an absolute wonder um, and doing it as that as a tandem just made it so much easier um, almost had a call within the first kind of 20, 30 seconds, didn't we? Yeah,
0: we did. Uh, it was a set I made about a month ago, actually. Um, we found a, a willow tree with their branches that we could have sourced the materials from today, but we wanted the focus of our learning today to be on the shelter. So I brought the set attached to my back, backpack so that we could just practice our form, practice working a tandem bow drill, and yeah, to be honest, like, all practice is learning. Um, and it's another successful coal. Yep. It's another learning experience for both of us.
1: And it's nice to know that that fire there, these shelters here, everything we're enjoying tonight, has been from our own kind of sweat and uh, blood, sweat and tears. So That's to speak. It.
0: Because the, the like the Beaudrill set we used, it's one that I collected whilst I was out hiking.
1: Yep, Nice.
0: I got a coal with it, and I kept it because actually if i'm filming a video if i'm focusing on filming a video for the shelter and stuff like that it will then take another like 20 minutes of footage to to film how to carve the bow set and if i've got a perfectly good one at home that i carved like a week ago
1: it seems a waste to it seems a it.
0: waste to go and take another piece of willow that we could use in the future um, just for the sake of the video um, so it was really nice to practice that again it was really fun to learn about these shelters and yeah, it's just really nice to be in the woods with
1: you, man. Yeah, no, likewise, Tom. Um, I think we're going to very shortly put on some caveman steaks. That's how we're doing the steak tonight, just straight on the coals. So we have yep. had some oak burning away, like Tom said at the very beginning, and that's turned into a really nice bed of cherry red at the moment. You can probably hear me just stoking it up now, and that looks almost perfect to put the steaks on. hang so, on, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why don't some of you guys tell us, drop us a message or... Um, drop us a voice message on anchor instagram wherever and let us know if you've stayed in any natural shelters or if you've ever dabbled in building one yourself Um, do you regularly have one do you have a bushcraft kind of camp it'd be really cool to hear and do you have
0: any stories about them Um, just would like to know any stories like successes failures learning experiences funny stories like things that you've taken away like and really enjoyed about staying in natural shelters anything natural shelter related we'd love to hear from you it would be really good to have some v- messages like we got from the state detective uh messages like we got from tj it would just be be really great to um to play some of those and if you don't want to record your voice so you want to send us in a note yeah, that's we've got cool instagram. we've got instagram we've got spotify with q a on there we've got an email address as well the
1: Podcast at gmail.com so you can send us an email if you want as well
0: that's it so get in get in touch with us let us know your shelter building experiences get us some good stories we can respond to
1: yeah and definitely go check out our videos as well of this shelter because it will give you a little bit of an insight as to what we've been speaking about both me and Tom have been filming an episode so if you can if you have the time you could check out both respective episodes and see the different kind of takes and the different things that we've been doing for for, for both of our camps because we've both been doing different things we're going to be practicing a few different kind of primitive skills this weekend um, and yeah probably recording another episode or of woadsman as well yeah
0: we like to do it together while we can um, it's nice it's, it's enjoyable yeah and also guys the last thing i'd like to say is if you have a woodland where you can build a natural shelter even if you can't stay the night and you just want to like practice building one um, and you have a, a chance you have permission or whatever to go and do it do it and yeah. um, please send us a picture we'd love to see it yeah
1: and if you've got kids bring them along and get them to help because I tell you what when I was a kid I used to absolutely love building a den in the woods
0: oh dude it's a, it's a oh, it's like stick of the dump isn't it yeah it's got to be done <laughs> it has got to be done oh dude it's so nice to be out it's really nice to talk to our listeners and I think yeah let's get the stakes on let's do it